The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. With over 100,000 patients being on trolleys so far this year, we have hit an unwanted record. It's the highest amount of patients on trolleys there has ever been at this stage uh, of the year. Philney Hay is the General Secretary of the INMO, the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation. Uh, Phil, I mean, when we say this is earlier than other years, is it marginally earlier? Is it is it especially early this year? It is, and uh, I suppose the volume uh, of attendance is is also larger. The numbers who are being admitted is um, increasing in some locations. And as we know, we have our children's hospitals and our maternity hospitals now saying that they simply can't cope. So uh, we have a real problem. We have staff who are completely overwhelmed in some instances, having come through a pandemic, facing into this very busy period. What this indicates from our count is that the winter is going to be very, very difficult to provide a safe service through uh, the months of December, January and February. And so we're calling on yeah. government to, to, to step in now and to make decisions that will bring us to March, bring us safely to March, because the alternative is that people will be waiting for very long periods of time to be seen. Once they're seen and once it's deemed that they're sick enough to be admitted to hospital, they'll then have to wait again. Uh, and uh, as is currently the case, in some cases, that goal stretches as far as three days on a trolley before a bed becomes available. That's not a service that our members want to work in. It's not a service that other healthcare professionals want to work in. They're, to be fair, they're trying their very best to provide humane care, but it simply is impossible. And I know we haven't got into winter flu season and everything yet, so it will get worse. But to what extent... Are emergency departments dealing with still the kind of the, the fallout from COVID, you know, these kind of rhinoviruses that, that a lot of people maybe are picking up? Well, I think in the children's services, they're indicating that there's a lot of upper respiratory presentations. A lot of their presentations are happening after six o'clock in the evening. That begs the question, what services are available in the community? Uh, also, I think it's really important now that and the reason we're publishing these figures today and trying to bring an emphasis on it is it, it, it's just not simply enough to say the hospitals have to cope with this themselves. The hospitals in some instances are saying, please don't come here. Four hospitals have come out in the last week saying, do not come to our emergency par- department. We just are full. Like that's not an option. If you're sick, the option should never be stay at home and get sicker. Because the hospital that you're in, that's in your catchment area can't cope. That's not a policy. It's not an option. And we're now calling on the Minister for Health to intervene today for all government uh, parties, including the opposition, to get their heads together and say, look, we have a massive problem in our public health service. We need to do something that brings us to next March or um, the, the, the consequence for those who are dependent on the public health service is simply untenable. And what does bring us through to next March? Because they, they can kind of talk about increasing bed capacity. I don't know where they're going to magic up the staff to work the beds. Exactly. And I suppose what we have to do is look at this the same way we looked at COVID when it hit. We prepare in advance when we know a storm is coming. We're, we're at, at the beginning of a very big storm now. All indications are that it's going to get a lot worse this winter. So let's make the plan now. What's happening is we have patients who are being uh, asked to come for their operations to 
um, and their procedures to acute hospitals, then they're cancelled on the day. But a number of examples today where nurses working in theatre are saying to us, we had to cancel two, we had to cancel four, there's no beds post-operatively. So we can plan that. We know that that cancellation is going to continue all winter. So what should happen? We should be talking to the private hospitals and asking them to take our elective work so that at the very least the public hospitals are dealing with emergency presentations as much as they can. Also, we have about 700 people in hospital today who don't need to be there. They're medically discharged, but there isn't suitable long-term or interim step-down care available in the community. That needs to be provided. And the government have to provide funding to have that service provided through the public sector so that we're absolutely guaranteed that those beds will be available. If you had 700 free beds in our public hospital today, that would make a difference. If this government goes to term, there will be people eligible to vote in the next general election who were not born when Mary Harney declared a national trolley emergency in this country. That's right. In that context, how much faith have you that the things you say need to happen will happen this winter? Well, I think first and foremost, um, we're not the only ones saying it. You know, obviously, the, the director of midwifery has come out already this week saying she can't retain midwives. And um, the children's hospital are also saying they're very concerned about staffing for the new children's hospital. So we're going to spend a lot of money on infrastructure, on walls, on rooms, on beds. We're not going to have the staff to staff them. So that has to be a matter right across government. You have to ensure that those that work in the system work in a safe system, first of all, that there's accommodation available for them to live proximal to where they work if they're essential workers. Every country in the world is providing it now. They're they're crying out for nurses right across the globe. But what they're doing differently is they're saying, if you come here, we'll give you subsidized accommodation because we want you working in our hospitals. We're not doing that. We're forcing our own nurses to immigrate. And then we're going to countries that have a shortage of essential workers and we're recruiting them to work here. I mean, it, it, it sounds though like we've, we've allowed the situation to deteriorate to such a degree that fixing it is just going to be a monumental task. You know what I mean? That you, 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 you could pay nurses through the nose and there'll be plenty of your members who say, listen, it's not about that. It's the fact exactly that I've got to live miles away to work in this hospital and that actually it's not all that enjoyable, that I wanted to do this job. I maybe even felt a vocation to do this job, but I cannot work in these conditions. Well, I think actually what it isn't is it isn't a job that we do. And, you know, as a nurse myself, having worked in nursing for, for a lot of years, nursing is a very enjoyable job. It's a very fulfilling job when you are allowed practice safely. What our members are saying to us now is it's not that they don't like their job. It's that their job is unsafe and they are not able to provide safe care either, which they absolutely resent because they're perfectly capable of providing safe care. But the environment in which they're working and being forced to work is, is forcing unsafe care. That Nobody should stand over that. And it isn't a big deal to fix it. It actually isn't. It wasn't a big deal when COVID was the big threat to look to the private sector and say, look, we're going to be discommoding people because our public hospitals are going to do what they do best. They're going to provide emergency and, and, and care to all who turn up at their doors. I mean, They can't do that and also do elective. They can't. It's simply not possible. And that is exactly the situation we have on the 8th of November with 100,000 people for whom there were no beds this year, even though they were sick enough to be admitted to hospital. 
If that isn't a crisis that requires those in leadership to take stock and look at what we can do now and not just let it evolve and say, Asher, look, what can we do about it? We believe that those that govern the health service, mm. those that manage the health service have to do more. And and that spike then that's been reported today in the numbers of nurses leaving the profession due to assaults, about three and a half thousand assaults made. Now, not, that's not just against nurses, that's nurses, doctors uh, and other assistants, healthcare assistants as well in the first nine months of that year. I mean, is, is that part of the same picture of just dysfunction in the system, people waiting an inordinate amount of time? Absolutely. And it means, you know, the frustration that the public feel that that is manifested in a lot of verbal and um, unfortunately sometimes physical uh, assaults, threats on staff. Not acceptable, shouldn't be tolerated, all of the above. The Health and Safety Authority is the authority in this country that governs and looks at workplaces to see if they're safe. We met them in, early in September. They had a board meeting in September. We've asked them to des- designate a, a, a particular area of their work to the health service because the health service is a workplace. People work in the health service and they are entitled under our laws to have a safe place of work. And if that isn't the case, well, then the Health and Safety Authority must step in and must issue prosecutions and must issue improvement notices. That's not happening at the moment. And we believe that that must happen and it must happen quickly. It's a workplace, the same as a building site, the same as a manufacturing um, environment, but it's not being treated as such. All right, we'll leave it there. Philney Hay, General Secretary of the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation, the INMO. Phil, thanks very much. Uh the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.